Welcome, 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 or welcome back to the Meet Us in Paris podcast, a podcast that's all things about travel, be it destinations, customs, food, technology, intellectual, international curiosity, and exploring the world in general. I am Zen, and with me are my co-host, Kristen. Heyo. And Katharina. Hello. And you're losing your voice. <laughs> you're losing your voice? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Cough it out. Get it out. Get it out. Came back. All right. So this week's podcast is about something special and dear to all of us. We've been all around the world. And in a previous co- podcast, we talked about the souvenirs we've brought back with us. Um, but one of the things that we didn't really talk about when it comes to souvenirs, we, we talked about some of the practical things that we've brought back so we can use every day, like bags and such. But we never really talked about clothes that we've gone around the world. So not only is clothes a nice reminder of the journey's past that we've had to various countries, it also serves a practical function uh, and it also doesn't collect dust on our shelves or on your desk somewhere. So today we want to talk about our special relationship with the clothing that we brought back from around the world and the stories that go with them. Meet Us in Paris is sponsored by the University of California, Irvine Division of Continuing Education. Do you have an educational goal? At UCI DCE, we're here to help. With over 60 certificate programs available, we've helped over a quarter million students reach their goals, and we can help you reach yours too. You can find us at ce.uci.edu. Dream big, take risks, be amazing. Can I start out with you? Because I think you got fascinating clothes stories. Me? Yeah. As in Kristen? Yeah. Um, Are you Katharina? I'm looking at you. They can't can't see me looking at you, of course. That's true. But just mostly because I look at your Instagram and your Instagram is fabulous with all the clothes (laughs) that you have. Two photos of that, but yeah. (laughs) No, so um, when when I travel for work, I go to um, a lot of student fairs. So they're like education fairs for um, students in that country to see different education options around the world. And so. Um, I kind of gotten this habit of when I go somewhere, if I can, um, buying the traditional clothes there in of that the country. country to be able to wear to the fair. And um, it actually started when I went to India. So I have um, just from life, a lot of friends from India. So I'd been to a lot of Indian weddings and I actually had a lot of Indian clothes. So because I had never been before, I didn't know what the weather was going to be like. You assume like, well, these clothes are probably good for it. They're from there. (laughs) Right. So I packed um, some and so I wore, it wasn't a sari. I wore, I think it's called a kurti and it's like, it's kind of like a, a woman's a long tunic. It almost looks like a really long shirt, almost like a dress, but it's mm-hmm. like fitted and it has long sleeves. Then you have like loose pants that you wear underneath. And I just got so many compliments like when I wore it at the fair. Like the students loved it. The nice. like people who put on the fair loved it. And it was just like really comfortable. Right. And I think um, they just saw it as like a small way to show that, you know, like I – support them and I'm here like experience their culture and and um you know wanting to connect with them and uh and I loved it it was just like obviously really comfortable and built where built well for the place so um in all honesty when I first met you I didn't a couple years ago I didn't know you well and my first introduction to you was through your Instagram Oh, and, <laughs> was and it I my was, cat's Instagram or mine? No, it was your Instagram. <laughs> oh, and okay. I saw you in all the beautiful Indian clothes. And I didn't know what your ethnicity was. And oh. like, 
Is she, she Indian? Doesn't, she doesn't look Indian, but maybe there's a, you know, and I, and, and then, um, then the next time I saw you is like another picture of like in another country. It's like, yeah. okay. It's, oh, yeah. Like she's just trying to pull yeah. a fast one on me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, and one of the great things about some of, some countries like where you go, you can get these not only made for like, you know, way less expensive than here, but you get them tailor made to you for oh. like the same price as like oh. what you would buy a normal <clears throat> outfit. Awesome. Did you have that um, done? So I did. So, and it was actually, I feel it's a little bit of maybe shame. I felt so awful, but I'll tell you right now. So when I was in Burma, um, the women wore these beautiful outfits like the colors and the cuts i was just like fascinated by them and so when i was in the capital yangon um there were all of these reviews on like maps and stuff like here's where you go to the market and you can choose out your fabric and there you just take it to a stall there and they measure you and wow. you they'll just make it for you right there That's so cool. Whoa. yeah so i and i did this all by myself and i was like a little embarrassed <laughs> because it's like the kind of place where you're just walking by but everyone's trying to get you to come talk to them right. and like if you linger even a little bit you know they like kind of pounce on you yeah. and i was like i just want to like look for a fabric i really want and it was very overwhelming so i ended up choosing kind of this green tone fabric and you get like the one i got the skirt is a very elaborate pattern and then like the top just kind of matches it so then i have to go find a stall that makes them and i kept like approaching them and they kept telling me no <gasps> and, I, and i don't know why there was a big language barrier and i didn't know if they just meant like maybe we can't the wrong color <laughs> yeah maybe i did something wrong but eventually i found one and she we struggled through like the communication but she showed me they had this whole like fashion book. It was like anything you would right. see here. And I, she just was like pointing and like telling me what shirt do you want? So I looked through and I chose the shirt style that I wanted to make, um, have her make for me. And she took all my measurements and then she was like, okay, you can like come back tomorrow night. And I was like, I'm leaving tomorrow morning. So basically she ended up doing it for me right then. She's like, just come back in like two hours. Wow. So, and I, like kind of felt horrible but then i was like i have to um but yeah so i left and wandered around i came back in two hours and she just had it ready for me and then i like wore it to the fair that i was going to and again like the students they just loved it and the fair organizers loved it and i loved it too and i I think like pictures i have some and some are on like my my work instagram too um but it's such a fun thing to bring home too so authentic instagram yeah, or I could like send you the ones from yeah. from India and Burma, and then in Vietnam I got a an Aodai, which is like the traditional women's wear as well. So I, was it I just made? love it. That one was not custom made. Um, I didn't have a lot of time, and also I was very overwhelmed in Vietnam. Like just crossing the street by the end of the day was like <laughs> oh, a yeah. feat of mental Any dexterity. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was actually in tears by the end of the day. But oh, my God. Yeah, it was bad. Um, so it's that so- one, I found a, like a, the, one of the big markets in Saigon. It's like really famous. Um, they they had a bunch that were ready-made that were beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I tried it on and it worked. So I was like, yep, I'll just do that. And I, yeah, I loved it. So if it's a place where I can like pick it up, like I love being able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um but it's not like I mean I don't go to France and wear like a beret. I just like dress normal in France or yeah, something. You have, you have a shirt that has stripes. When you yeah, go to and a little red like <laughs> sash or whatever. Um, yeah, but um, so I love doing that if I can. And um, 
Do you wear them when you come back? I I don't. And I'm very sensitive about I don't want any sort of cultural appropriation or anything like that. Mm. And so I don't I don't really know the boundaries and I'm very (laughs) cognizant of that. But so when I am in that country and I'm (laughs) connecting with those people, it seems to make more sense. And I like supporting them, like, Mm -hmm. you know, buying stuff from them. And um, yeah, when it's like in context, I guess. So that's true. Yeah. Here, people might look at you like, why are you wearing that? Yeah, you never know. (laughs) So... It's hard. It's hard. I don't want to be insensitive, but like, right. I think, you know, I think we we talk about United States being a melting pot. Mm-hmm. It's just like part of it is cultural appropriation and mixing. But at the same mm-hmm. time, you don't want to be insensitive, obviously, exactly. as well. But exactly. it's just like, but at the same time, it's just admiring their, their clothes for the beauty. And I just know. like, I would, anyways. I will say that I don't have a, um, shoot. Uh, kimono, and I would love to get like a kimono for Japan, but I don't know if that would be too over the top. Those are so nice, though. Are they beautiful? beautiful. I know, and the and like the, silks that they use yeah. in the so. summer. Have you? I forget. There's a word for the summer ones. Oh, and the summer ones, the patterns are just bright and vibrant really? and just incredibly colorful. Yeah, and it's just I like oh, I want. I want one. <laughs> you know, yeah. but they're just amazing. So, but it, it works so well. So the places that I have like got them like kind of like the ready-made or whatever it's all been in basically southeast asia south mm-hmm. asia and it's so great because that has been the hardest packing experience for me is like <clears throat> professional clothes in very hot humid environments <clears throat> because i feel like my work dresses can be <clears throat> that really like thick almost suit material mm-hmm. you don't want to wear that you want stuff that breathes you want stuff that's going to cover you up like so the things that they have there are really perfect for it. Yeah, like yeah. when you see certain yeah. countries and they wear lots of linen, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, there's a reason why they oh, wear yeah. loose white linen shirts is because it is it, they breathe, and mm-hmm. you can sweat, and it evaporates, and it's, it's yeah. breathe, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a great idea when you're in another country to <clears throat> bar their clothing if if you if you feel comfortable with it. Totally. Unless and, it's Japan yeah. and they're wearing suits just like us. <laughs> right. <laughs> Don't be a joke. <laughs> but it, it's so cool that they you can choose these styles and you get it tailor-made to you and everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's kind that's of awesome. been a little fun <clears throat> habit of mine. Yeah. yeah. You got so, anything? Or my turn? Um. So, for me, like, I love shopping in Poland mm-hmm. to buy clothes. Not... Not like traditional clothing or anything. <laughs> what like is folk- like what Polish yeah. traditional clothing? It's like folklore, so it's. Um, oh, I, I was thinking know. it's gonna be like all Russian gray wool. Oh no! <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sorry. What, what what was it? Polish folklore. I'm trying to pull up an image. <clears throat> it's just like. Is it kind of like <clears throat> German looking? Like, like yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It, yeah. Like the peasant Lons- blouses yeah, and then yeah. like the blouses, dresses, long and stuff. skirts, with like different flower patterns. And do you have clothes like that? So I went to Polish school here near Belinda for like oh, wow. seven or eight years, and they had uh, Polish dancing like as an extracurricular. So my mom oh. signed me up for that. So then I would do like the traditional polish folklore dancing and i Cute. had like the full-on outfits and everything yeah so so you do have some for that uh not or you anymore did. okay i did yeah. when i was younger got it but um in poland i don't know wh- why but i feel like whatever i buy there 
I'm like fashion forward when I oh, come back here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's like six months later, the style I bought in Poland is now here. Is now like the thing. And I'm like, oh, I was the one who brought it, you nice. know? Nice. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, <clears throat> and where, like, where do you shop in Poland? Like, is it like Forever 21s? No, or, no. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I guess they're kind of at that level, but um, it's just like a big mall in Poland. And okay. I like their Spanish stores. Because it's a lot cheaper mm. than like like Zara. Yeah, yeah. there is mm-hmm. so much more mango. Mango, oh my god, yeah. mango! I love, mango. I love mango. And then I buy everything from Mango when I go to Spain or Poland because it's so much cheaper. Yeah, and like here, it's like I want something from Mango, fifty, sixty dollars mm-hmm. there, five bucks, ten bucks. I'm like, I'm my whole suitcase is gonna be Mango. Totally. And then Zara, and then this store called Bershka. Hmm. It's also Spanish, and they have really nice clothes. It's not too expensive. <clears throat> So, yeah, just buy all my Spanish clothes in Poland, I guess, bring it <laughs> nice. back, and then... And if you got them in Spain, they'd be even cheaper. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> I'm going that. to Barcelona, right? So I'm going to go to oh, Mango, yeah. that's on my list, so my Airbnb is right next to it, so I'm like, perfect, <laughs> perfect, I'm shopping. Nice. And then something like more, I guess, traditional Pol- Polish, it's like every Polish person has this, it's Polish-style slippers. Hmm. So Polish people wear slippers in the house all the time Uh like being barefoot is like frowned upon it's like why are you barefoot huh even inside even inside no barefoot and like don't wear your socks so you have to have these slippers that's very japanese Mm. too yeah and like taiwanese so So, and like you don't wear your shoes inside the house you leave them by the door and you put on your slippers yeah and the slippers are open-toed usually and it's just leather Okay. There's just like flats, leather with like the strap over it with like some design cutouts, like little stars or leaves okay. cut out. Oh, yeah. So you get them from. Are they colorful or is it like natural? Just natural. Okay, well, like a kind of yeah. maybe Birkenstockish. Like or? a like a very light beige yeah. mm-hmm. color. Yeah. And then <clears throat> some you can get fancy and have like some more cushion or whatever. But <laughs> you buy them at um, it's called Rinek, which is um, like our street fair. Or what's not the street fair? It's like every swap meet. Swap, swap meet. meet. Uh-huh. So um, every city has like their own swap meet, either once a week or twice a week, huh. where you get like all your veggies, like fresh produce, eggs, meat, fish, whatever, clothes, and then that's where you get the slippers. So nice. my family makes fun of me because I like them. I'm like, bring me comfy. back a pair. <laughs> so I want like, some. I'm like, oh, can you guys like send me a pair? And they start laughing at me. They're like, you're in America. Why do you want like our cheap, <laughs> oh. like street market <laughs> slippers? I'm like, they're comfy. And yeah, they're you wouldn't like, find them back home. Yeah. So yeah, you get some more of those. And then this is interesting for girls, for women. The bras, okay, are amazing. Really? In Poland. What's, in Poland? In what's Poland. better about them? It's just like, <clears throat> like our bars here, I feel like, don't last very long. They mm-hmm. lose elasticity. They don't do the yeah. job they're supposed to, I yeah. guess. And yeah. then, like, in Poland, they, like, measure you very well. Uh, they have so many different... tailor-made. Yeah, yeah. Wait, are they me- made for you, or they measure... They have they someone help you measure? They measure you, but okay. there's, like, so many... There's like someone who helps sizes, you find it's out. It's like you have like your yeah. cup and like the, the band, band yeah. but they do like more sizing, like your ah. shoulder and like everything. Oh. So there's multiple sizes. 
and it just like fits you so much better. And this is in <sighs> Poland, the, the local nice. store local shop. Or, yeah, so in Poland, I'm gonna send my wife to Poland. Especially <laughs> in like the smaller cities, or, like medium sized cities, you don't have shopping malls mm-hmm. per se. Like you have to go to the big city to go to a mall. So in the cities where my mom's from, you. There's specific stores for specific items. Like, if you want bras or underwear, you go to this store. (coughs) If you want, like, jeans and, like, shirts, you go to this store. Yeah. So it's all, like, pretty segregated. So Mm -hmm. they, like, specialize. Oh, in those items. In those items. So they're pretty good. So it's the Levi's store next to the Victoria's Secret. Yeah. (laughs) Basically. Yeah, but they're, like, very small, though, too. Right, right. It's just, like, a hole in the wall. So... I've seen, like, there are a lot of countries where you still see people, like, in traditional clothes. Like, in Japan, you'll still see – I saw, like, a couple on a I date. Did, yeah. And, yeah, a girl's dressed up in her kimono. Are there people in Poland who would still wear traditional yeah. clothes? Yeah. Just so that's it's down south. Oh, okay. In Poland, um, it's called – oh, my gosh. Zelenagura, I think. Oh No, Zakopane. Oh, my gosh. Zakopane. So, it's, like, down south. It's um, – a mountain community. Okay. And they even speak in like the old language <gasps> oh, dialect. Wow. So it's like I speak Polish. I'm fluent. But when they talk, I'm just like, wait, what did you just say? Like, like Scottish. Like Cock- Cockney or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. So I'm just like, I kind of understand. Like I understand it. But then I'm like laughing. I'm like, what, what is this? And then they wear like their traditional clothes. And they yeah. just very, like have a very simple lifestyle. I guess I, I've never seen Amish people okay like oh, I've yeah, never been yeah. there. but it's kind of like on that side i mean they have like tvs and stuff but they're just more simple life right yeah. on the farm living in the mountains and they make like famous cheese that like every tourist goes and gets huh. it's like um smoked cheese Ooh. and it's i personally don't like it it's not it's more of an acquired taste but everyone i know who tried it loves it mm-hmm. and they like <clears throat> it's like very decorative cheese <laughs> decorative cheese and so what, they what? make patterns in the cheese and like carve patterns oh. in it. so even if you get like a little it's called ostipic I think it's like very small like maybe smaller than the palm of your hand so it's like on the go almost like ch- cheese string and they put like patterns in it and you can get like bigger rolls of cheese wow and it's just like carved and it's beautiful that's so, so cool <clears throat> yeah. Like, sorry, awesome. we got <laughs> sidetracked from clothes, I guess, but Whoa. that's still really cool. Well, we yeah. can make this clothes and food if you want. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, and then, funny thing about H&M. I like H&M. Okay. Mm-hmm. Based Here. in Stockholm. Yeah. So, H&M, I think it's good. I mean, it's not too expensive if you want some, uh, yeah, that's like the big ones. The, yeah. the H&M, I'm sorry. Oh, H&M. Um... Was I saying H&M clothes I like here, but then when I go to Poland, I tell my family, oh, I want to go to H&M. They're like, why would you ever go there? That's like the cheapest, worst quality clothes. Really? And I'm like, really? I'm like, it's like good basic stuff. Yeah, like if I yeah. need a white tank top, where I go? H&M. Yeah. So I guess like in Poland. They have a bad reputation? Yeah. Huh. Huh. Yeah, I guess that's okay. how you market it. Yeah. yeah. But I have to say, like, when you go to the H&M stores in Poland, it's, like, so basic in the store. Really? Like, already here, it's pretty basic. Yeah. But there is just, like, no advertisements. Oh. Just, like, a concrete wall. Whoa. With, like, <clears throat> just hanging, like, on the hangers. What's it called? The pole? The yeah. hanger? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The clothes rack? Clothes, thank you. Yeah, clothes I rack. So. <clears throat> 
So it is very basic. When you go walk in there, everything looks very unappealing. <laughs> but it's cheap. Oh. All right. I love it. All right, all right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, well, I got to sum up. Um, yeah. <clears throat> you know, in, I got to say, I've... Uh, I, I can't say too much about I love, you talk about going to your home country. I can't say too much about Taiwan. Taiwan is uh, mostly I spend time in Taipei mm-hmm. and it's very much that way is the same thing as like it's very fashion forward. It's mm-hmm. um, it's all about this having nice clothes. You go back there the next year and the clothes are completely different. <laughs> wow. You cannot get the same clothes yep. this year as wow. you can next year. <laughs> yeah. And the following year and it's just such incredibly fast fashion and it's always about having new bright whatever the latest style is mm-hmm. you can't wear old clothes oh jeez um, it must be very stressful and expensive you know what i, I you know i i'm going to make a guess on this yes. but i think one of the things is that places like <laughs> taiwan you can't it's difficult to own a home okay so sure. you rent and the rent is reasonable where you live with oh. a couple of, and that because everyone also eats out every night. Lots of people, young people tend to eat out a lot. They yeah. tend, and the thing is that they, they put their money towards things like clothes and oh, eating out. Okay. Um, and, and lifestyle. So that's maybe what the difference is. I don't know. I can't. Different. <clears throat> yeah, it's just a different culture. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I'm a nearly six foot, 200 pound Asian guy. <laughs> and I, every time I would try something on, all the sleeves would like literally be three inches too short when I was younger. I mean, they, they, they oh, just man. not shaped like me. I'm, yeah. I was born in the Midwest and maybe had too many hamburgers and, uh, Probably. potatoes and, you know, hormone raised <laughs> beef. And so I'm the size of a, anyways, a little bit too big for the clothes, but <laughs> my favorite place for, uh, I really enjoy, um, I don't have a chance to wear suits a lot. Okay. But um, I used to um, open franchises and used to have work in that type of environment where I had to work, wear a suit every day. And one of my favorite places to get suits is in Hong Kong because they still hand sew suits just wow. like um, your uh, your your dresses. Yeah. Um, I actually will actually drop two names um, if you were in Hong Kong. This is actually on the Kowloon side, and it's called Sam's Tailor. Hmm. Sam's Tailor um, is a very famous tailor. They've been around for 30, 40, 50 years. Mm-hmm. And when you go in there, there's pictures of everyone who's had suits made there wow. who's famous. So it's completely filled it's like with like the dry cleaners in New York. Yeah. Like yeah, the yeah, famous yeah, yeah. people get or on you the go wall. To, or you go I'm to thinking Pink. Of Seinfeld. Is yeah. it Seinfeld? No, Friends. Joey's trying to get his <coughs> yeah. picture on the wall. Yeah, 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 yeah. You go to Pink's in L.A. Yeah, on the hot dog place, yeah, and they yeah, have yeah. pictures of everyone. Uh, yeah. So, like all the presidents and all the footballers and all these people from oh, around wow. the world all have their suits made there. Wow! And you can and but they're very very affordable. Um, like for example, I think right now um, a suit is roughly about three hundred dollars, custom made for you, made out of That's cashmere. Good, right? Um, a uh, off the rack suit in the United States. That's a good off the rack suit is gonna. I mean, like, like three hundred, four hundred. Oh gosh! Like if you get an off the rack suit, like <clears throat> an Armani is like a thousand dollars. An Armani is a thousand dollars, or even like a good jacket from Armani is like four hundred. And it then you still had to have it fitted. Yeah. So that's true. the other part is not you <clears throat> always get these suits and then it cost you a couple hundred dollars more to have it fitted and hemmed and such like that mm-hmm. to make it fit your and they never fit quite right. Yeah. You know. So 
But when you go to Sam's Taylor, so this is a funny thing is when you walk in, they size you up. <laughs> the owner looks at you. So they have everything what? from Versace fabric down to more common, just good cashmere yeah. fabric. And the, you walk in the door and they kind of say, can I help you? And they look up and down at you <laughs> and then they point you to the wall. Oh I made the three. Gosh, I made the $300 like, wall. Hey. <laughs> I made the $300 wall. Nice. Uh, they did not point me towards a Versace wall <laughs> for oh. some reason. Sorry so, about that. Yeah, well, because the suits, when you start using <laughs> exactly. the more expensive fabrics, can cost over $1,000. Sure. And it's a three-day, it's a three-dayer. So the first day you come in and they come out and they start, they measure you. And this is kind of the fun thing. It's like, well, what kind of suit do you like? And it's like, and they speak perfect English. Mm-hmm. It's like, well... What kind? Of, personally, I kind of like an Armani cut where it's a little bit boxier. You know, I already yeah. said them kind of heavy. You know, it's like they're um, so I like a little bit boxier. I like a more Italian style. Okay, very good. Um, how many buttons? So wow, you know, how depending, are you supposed to know how many buttons you want? Well, on the front of a men's suit, depending on what um, year or decade it is, um, right now three buttons I believe are back in. Okay, um, they go down to two buttons, three buttons, and if you're really tall, you go for four buttons. So if you're oh. tall in German, you or if you're just tall in German, and if, even if it's not quite in style, you want to have a three button because it looks proper on yeah. you. A three button on so like a stocky Italian will look ridiculous. Okay. So the number of buttons depends on what the fashion is and also how tall you are as of a person the other thing then they start saying is like would you like to have um pleats in the back how many events you want one cut in the back you want to have two cuts in the back how many buns you want on the sleeve um i i have an i have have an affection for um bracers uh suspenders yeah so i always have um bracer buttons sewn into the pants Mm -hmm. bracer pants tend to be looser as well because you want your pants to hang versus but i'll still have um belt loops put on them um do you want a cuff do you want a straight leg do you want it i mean they could help guide you if you didn't know right yeah absolutely but that's a lot (laughs) but if you know what you want in a suit they can do it yeah and then you just pick like i want a light fabric you just go through the suits and whatever so the first they measure you they ask you all these questions and at the same time have shirts made Wow! So you'll have. I, I always ask to have shirts made because I have long arms, and they'll make they'll make me a shirt at the same time, and then you measure you out, blah blah blah. You know they measure you out, and the next day you come back, and um, usually they ask you to come in the early evening. Now, of course, in Hong Kong, it's really fun because you're always out all the time in Hong Kong. So like okay. you come back from a night market or you come back from whatever you're gone, and then just like at the last stop of the night, I always and they're open really late. Wow! So my last yeah. stop of the night is to go back to the tailor and pick before. Up the suit. Oh no no no! Go for my oh. second measurement. <laughs> oh okay. Second. Yeah, there's actually three, usually three <clears throat> stages. So Jeez. The, well, that's good to know in advance. Because if you have a short time in Hong Kong, you wouldn't be able to do it. They can do it quicker, okay. but you'll get a better fitting suit if you spend sure. come back every day for two to three days. Okay. So do your measurements change within the days? Like? No. What happens is they bring out a half made suit and they'll have one arm on it. And like for example, like suits can be really fussy when you. So like I like to have you put your hands straight out in front of you, and sometimes if they're not cut right, they'll bind. In the mm. armpit, so they'll it's like they'll make they'll remeasure you, and when they start the cutting, it's like oh, we need to finesse it. So they'll start to finesse it, oh. and the same thing with the pants. They'll re, they got the pants out, but they want to remeasure to make sure. And that's the great thing is, 
everyone has one leg that's a little bit longer than the other and it'll just be, could be a quarter true? inch yeah. yeah it's like a quarter inch an eighth of an inch so. same thing with your arms and such yeah i don't really? think i think it's very rare to be perfectly symmetrical i mean my f- right foot is a half size bigger than yeah the yeah it's just it's a little i mean bit it's off. like i think it's like millimeters we're talking about right kind of thing but yeah. when you have your suit cut for you it's cut for that you do that, come back the next day. Gosh, it's my three right quarters. arm is longer than that. <laughs> yeah, you're going to see it right there. It's just a tiny little bit. No, I think it's more than just a tiny little bit. I didn't What's want to say. I didn't hand. want you to feel self-conscious. No, I'm self-conscious. <laughs> my left side's a little bit bigger. No, but like it's really longer. No, it's not really longer. No, look. <laughs> it's not really longer. <laughs> this one, it's like... You know, th- this is a podcast, like, not a visual show. So, Both yeah, these no, ladies have their arms straight out in front of them, trying to measure trying to their arms. Out. I know. <laughs> but, but let me ask, because Hong Kong's a very hot, humid place, no? Yes, but they are People very typical, suits. traditional business, kind of, and this, a colony. And so they the British, wear And they wear suits. suits. Okay. Um, it's maybe a little bit less as time goes by, because mm-hmm. all countries are loosening up. But yeah. um, the business suit is the um, uniform of the And country. what about Taiwan? Um, Taiwan is a little bit more lax. Yeah, um, because so hot. when you're in downtown Hong Kong, it's very, very much bi- more businessy. Okay. Um, when you're in Taiwan, it's a little bit of everyone. So, like, if you're in okay. the business centers, they tend to wear suits. Mm-hmm. If you are in um, more like shop districts, <clears throat> like getting pots and pans or jewelry or something, you know, something made, mm-hmm. they're much, much more casual. <laughs> so, it's more of a mix. Um, okay. But if you're in a business district, there's a lot of suits and dresses. Yeah. So in third day, you come out, you got a suit made. Um, Not nice. bad. Yeah, you have a custom-made suit. My <laughs> wife also had custom clothes made there. Nice. So um, the thing is that my wife is unusually tall. She's 5'11", and she will have long, um, almost, what do you call your it? Your daughter's going to be so tall, I bet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. How tall are you? I'm a 5'11", too. Oh, okay. Yeah, just shy of... Um, Six. six, yeah. But the she she has like suits, but are almost like shaped like dusters. So they come down to her um, her knee. Oh, and so um, you go there, and so women and men will have their clothes made there. But it's more traditionally for men's suit. Okay. The second place I suggest, um, I also had a good experience, and no one's sponsoring us. But if you want to sponsor, <laughs> yeah, if you us, want to sponsor us, we <laughs> um, Cosmo we no Circle. <laughs> Cosmo? Okay. Cosmo Circle. Cosmo Kramer Circle. <laughs> Cosmo Kramer Everything Kramer's comes circle. back to friends in, in Seinfeld. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And right. same business. So there's okay. my there's my suit story. Nice. nice. Well, that's, that's it makes cool. me want to go to Hong Kong to oh, get Hong some Kong's like amazing. tailor-made stuff. <laughs> and you can get more expensive. Sure. And sure. In addition well, it depends to, where they point where you go. Yeah. <laughs> where they yeah. Yeah. You might not have yeah. a choice. Yeah. yeah. If you're looking very rich. But, you have to yeah. look rich, yeah. Yeah. Right. But there's also... Um, it's funny. I don't even think I could pretend shoemakers. to look rich if I wanted. <laughs> but then I feel like some of the richest rich don't look rich. Yeah. yeah. So you never yeah. know. The more peasant you look, you might yeah. have I watched Crazy money. Rich Asians. She didn't know that guy was rich till she went to Singapore. <laughs> she wasn't very smart. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> she was an NYU professor. How dare you? Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I just did not like that movie. <clears throat> oh, I thought it was cute. I mean, it was, it was just like... Too much. There's for too me. many Asians yeah. in it for me. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Rude. It was cute, but then it was very predictable. Oh, yeah. That was true. <laughs> but I had some that was funny. But yeah. So I got one other one. Yeah. Hat story. Hats. So um, this is going to be short, but like I also was in, um, in Waikiki. 
And I had an unexpected. Oh, I think I had an unexpected stay. I shouldn't. I'll tell the story Wait, another what? time. The unexpected stay in Waikiki. Yeah, where I almost got divorced like 24 hours after oh, I got yeah, married. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell the story that another time. That sounds horrible. Yeah, um, okay. <laughs> it's an interesting Ridiculous. story. But we stayed in Waikiki and we stayed at the Royal Hawaiian. Okay, sounds and fancy. It's a traditional old Hawaiian. Was this for your place. honeymoon? Yes, for the oh, honeymoon. Okay. And it, um, Elvis Presley stayed there, and we got a suite because I sweet talked someone in there. It's like, hey, nice. I'm getting married. They gave nice. us this old villa kind of suite. Yeah. And in there, they have um, something called Newt's, um, Newt's Hats, and they sell traditional Panama hats. Ah, uh, yes, the Panama hats. Yeah. yeah. And if you're not familiar with Panama hats, they are. <clears throat> Beautifully woven hats, in not in Panama but Ecuador. Um, and Why are they called Panama hats? Are they I not from know. Panama? When I was in Panama, they were everywhere. Um, I don't know, but they were actually they're Ecuadorian, is my understanding. Okay, okay, cool. And yeah, it says it's so random. Okay. Yeah, why exactly? Yeah, and they're famous <laughs> because they're made out of a certain type of straw <laughs> that can be. M- kind of folded back and forth a lot. Okay, yeah. So you can actually take the straw hat and roll it oh, and put wow. it into a small tube and travel with it if you wanted to. Hmm. Um, the best ones will have several hundred weaves per square inch. Wow. So it's almost like thread. Yeah. Um, there's stories about the best hats can hold water. Okay. That they are can woven. hold water. water. You can actually hold water. Wow. The lesser hmm. ones can you can find for like a a hundred bucks, two hundred bucks. I mean, like a hundred bucks, fifty bucks. But the most expensive ones go for thousands of dollars. I'm somewhere on the lower range, as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. But it's a great summer hat, and it's um, something you can wear with a suit. Okay, you yeah, something yeah. definitely Versatile. comes out during the summer. It could be worn nice. with shorts, and it's something that I've treasured for the last almost twenty years. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very, it was expensive, but when you own something that you can keep for a long time, you know. When you over time, it becomes something that doesn't. It's worth the money. Yeah, better looking than a baseball hat. I mean, <laughs> so, but seriously, when I was in Panama, they mm-hmm. were selling them everywhere, and people were all wearing them. All the tourists were buying them. Um, so I was like, God, no, I could never buy one now because it's like such a. I don't know. I just feel like you put a big target on your head wearing it because like all <laughs> the tourists like tourist, were getting it. Yeah. But but I, I will say this because the hat stories reminded me um, when I was in Vietnam, you do see people who wear like the rice hats, like the comical yes. rice hats. Yes. Well, so I'm going to tell you a little story. Um, so I did like a day tour and uh-huh. part of it was like as soon as we got in the van, like everyone gets a rice hat. And I was oh like, God. God, no. Like I just, I felt wrong <laughs> doing it. But by the end of the day, like we vacation. all had our rice hats on and we all like loved them. And yeah, I was a big but fan. They're, they're cool. Oh, they're cool. I mean, they're so, I mean. And and you could collect water in them as well. Yeah. I mean, they're comfortable. Well, they mm-hmm. they have this air gap mm-hmm. that allows air, to, the breeze to go through yeah. it. And yeah. So, so I even, practical. I was like sending my husband pictures. And so he's like, you have to bring that back. Like I want it. So I lugged this thing. I couldn't pack it. Right. So I had to like carry it with my purse. wear on the plane. Oh yeah. Like basically, I mean, <laughs> I didn't wear it, but it was like a whole thing to bring it home. And he hasn't even worn it yet. I'm so mad. My husband, I mean. Yeah. You oh, we have it. it. I'm like, wear it for yard work or something. Yeah, I, I like trekked this like thing the... home from Vietnam yeah. for you. You have yeah. to wear a rice hat. <laughs> So anyways. it's made out of bamboo leaves yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's and it's a amazing. pretty purple like sash to tie it with or whatever. Oh, nice. So yeah, 
I do enjoy the rice hat. <laughs> any worse? Any any more good clothes stories or <laughs> things that you've enjoyed? You know what's funny <laughs> is I have when I was living in France. Um, H&M. That was kind of where I discovered Mm H&M. Like, it wasn't so big in the States yet, but it was still all over Europe. And I bought, like, I mean, they were essentially cheap, like, Mm -hmm. scarves and dresses. Mm -hmm. And a few of these things I still have. And I get so many compliments on them. I'm like, it's from H&M, like, in France, like, 10 years ago. But they're still, like, really good, like, pieces Mm -hmm. in my wardrobe. So, just throwing that out there. (laughs) (laughs) I like H&M. More Polish stories? Trying to think. Yeah. My sister, um, Manger's sister, was really obsessed with Japanese culture. Mm-hmm. And so my mom took her to Little, Little at least, <laughs> Little Tokyo in LA, and they mm-hmm. got her a kimono. And nice. she wore it for her sixth grade graduation. Oh. My daughter so has one, and same, same place. And she loves to wear yeah. it out and just wear it as a regular dress. So that's just random. Although, so. that did remind me, in Japan, in my hotel, they gave you, like, kimonos as, like, your robes. Uh-huh. Like, in the hotel. Like, not that you could take <laughs> them, but so we would chill in, like, the kimonos at night and stuff. Nice. That was nice. <laughs> so... I guess in Poland, not clothes per se, more jewelry. Like Poland's like Ooh. the number one, I think, exporter of amber. Mm-hmm. Really? So there's a bunch of amber like on the beaches. Wow. So they have really beautiful amber jewelry. So usually I buy myself like a bracelet or a Very necklace cool. or something. So, yeah. Who would have thought? Yeah. Well, do you have any extensions? I mean, essentially jewelry, I think of as clothing as well. Do you have any good jewelry stories that you purchased from around the world? <clears throat> When, for some reason, I'm just being haunted by memories of, like, actually in Rome, where the people come up to you and just start making the bracelets on your hand. Oh, Oh, no. And that's, like, miserable because you don't want it. And then they, like, force you to give them money. And you're like, I didn't ask for this. Um, There's tons of, like, jade jewelry in Burma and India. And Vietnam. Did you too. buy any? So here's the thing. I did. I bought like a jade ring. Um, it's just a simple band. But I was like reading these reviews, and there were reviews saying like it's fake jade. Like if you oh, no. if they try to sell it to you, you tell them you're taking it to an appraiser, <laughs> and if they say no, then you know it's fake. And I was just like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I'm not in it for like the jade quality. I mean, it's like yeah. cool, and it looks like jade. Like that was good enough for me. So I got mm. a jade ring. Nice. Yeah. I'll say um, when it comes, that is one thing that I will pick up from around the world Mm -hmm. is that um, I have quite a few bracelets from around the Mm. world. So um, because it's one of those things, it just doesn't sit on a shelf that you get to use it and it doesn't take up a lot of space. Totally. Um, When I, uh, I, when in Japan, if you're out there, um, I suggest you go to a temple. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of temples will have Buddha bracelets um, mm-hmm. and different colors. Sometimes you see them black and all sorts of different colors. Um, my favorite is one that some people call like a Buddha bead. And it has one large bead and below it, it looks like there's a gourd. And they're about a quarter inch, maybe half an inch in size. But when you look into them, they actually have a little viewing window. And you actually can see a picture of Buddha within. What? Yeah. That's cool. Um, In Taiwan, there's a place, like if you go to any of the night markets, um, there's some of them, well, actually, you'll see one guy come out with like a, you know, like you see those magicians that come out with a suitcase and they slap it down and like the legs come out from beneath it. Yeah. So there's guys who will come out there 
for the same kind of suitcase. And they'll actually have um, hand-woven leather bracelets. Mm. And the guy will actually physically be making the bracelets mm. as and throwing them into mm. the bin as you're buying them. Yeah. And they're very, very inexpensive, but they're just so much fun that, mm. you know, here's this gentleman who's making them on the street, and yeah. they're like a buck or two a piece. Nice. Uh-huh. And yeah. you can't get them. I mean, like for a buck or two a piece, yeah. go get a handful. Yeah, really. Um, I guess if bracelets, like... I kind of started with my boyfriend. He would get me bracelets from where he would travel. Aww. Like I have, like this one's from Mexico. Nice. Mm-hmm. This one's like it's. I love the like on. kind of hemp looking, the yeah. natural and the beads some, like, and stuff. Colors, yeah, some beads, wooden beads. Yeah. So that one's from Mexico, and then he just came back from El Salvador, and he got me a bracelet. And I love elephants, and it had like a mm. little elephant emblem on it. <laughs> nice. And then I lost it a week ago, and oh, I no. don't know where it is, and I'm really sad. It is occurring to me that it's weird to find an elephant bead in El Salvador. Yeah, it has nothing to do with El okay. Salvador. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But I, I... No, you just it. have to go with him to get one I'm in never person. going to El Salvador. <laughs> it's quite lovely. Seriously, <laughs> it was nice. Oh. <laughs> but safety reasons. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I had no idea how scary, it, like how unsafe it was. And I was like, I'm not going to research too much into it before yeah, he don't goes. Yeah, torture yourself. And then right when he came back, he puts on like this Netflix or YouTube show about how dangerous El Salvador, El Salvador is. <laughs> Great. I'm like, well, then you're never going again. Thanks for that. I know. Yeah, really. Uh, I know the bracelet was so pretty. When I was in Panama, I was seeing it looked like it must have been kind of like traditional jewelry. Mm -hmm. And these necklaces were so big and elaborate. They're almost like a net over your neck. And they're made with beautiful beads. And it was really pretty. And I actually really wanted to get one. But it was like at that one store, I didn't see any that I really liked. I was like, I'll keep looking. And then I never actually went out again. But Panama has some really elaborate jewelry that like is like traditional. It's really pretty. Yeah. But. I didn't get any. Yeah. Sadly. I oh I know. Talking about your jade. Yes. Um and jewelry. Um in t- downtown Taipei, there is something called the jade market and it's mm. actually in downtown Taipei. Is it real jade? It is real it jade. Fake? It's actually where the locals <laughs> buy their jade. Ah. And it's under downtown they have like a highway overpass in the middle of the city and it's a building that's built under the highway overpass Whoa. so you can hear the cars kind of oh going gosh. over it but they have Stressful. probably a couple like a thousand people come out on the weekends wow. um, it's not open during the weekdays but you can go oh. out and buy uh, jade there and huh. it's it's a really neat experience to go yeah. mix in with the locals and yeah. also purchase you know like see and it has things like you know, if you want little j- little jade or other types of mineral, um, other types of gems, like they'll have a whole bucket filled with just like opal shaped kind mm-hmm. of gems, and you can just grab a handful and it costs a couple of dollars. Right. So those That's are cool. just the kind of a neat place to go out as well. Yeah. So. Nice. All right. Well, yeah. I think that's been a great show. Totally. Podcast. Yeah. So. So if you enjoyed our show, we'd love it if you give us five stars on iTunes or Google Play. Also, if you uh, let your friends know, we'd really appreciate it. It could help our podcast grow. Yay. Want more travel stuff? Follow us on Instagram and Facebook where you can find our photos. And we're going to put some of these photos of uh, Kristen or we'll link to her Instagram (laughs) of our adventures around the world, interesting articles and more. And last of all, before we leave, we want to give a big thank you to our sponsor, University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education which offers only the best continuing education, 
professional education. If you need a career boost or looking for a new profession, check them out at ce.uci.edu, and you won't be disappointed. Thanks again for tuning in, and we will he- talk to you in our next podcast. <laughs> I, I never know what. I, so I want to say see you next week. But you can't. But you can't. You, you know, say, it's like, it's talk like, at you next we'll week. We'll talk. Yeah, we'll talk at you next week. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye, friends. Bye.